Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, March 26th. This week's theme, Finding Hope in the Midst of Broken Relationships. Today's scripture reading is from Philippians chapter 1, verses 15 through 21 from the Message Translation, which reads, It's true that some here preach Christ because, with me out of the way, they think they'll step right into the spotlight. But the others do it with the best heart in the world. One group is motivated by pure love, knowing that I'm here defending the message, wanting to help. The others, now that I'm out of the picture, now they're merely greedy, hoping to get something out of it for themselves. Their motives are bad. They see me as their competition, and so the worse it goes for me, the better they think for them. So how am I to respond? I've decided that I really don't care about their motives, whether mixed, bad, or indifferent. Every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is proclaimed. So I just cheer them on. And I'm going to keep that celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. Through your faithful prayers and the generous response of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything he wants to do in and through me will be done. I can hardly wait to continue on my course. I don't expect to be embarrassed in the least. On the contrary, everything happening to me in this jail only serves to make Christ more accurately known, regardless of whether I live or die. They didn't shut me up. They gave me a platform. Alive, I'm Christ's messenger. Dead, I'm his prize. Life versus even more life. I can't lose. So I just Googled how to turn a swamp into a garden spot, and I came up with an online article in the Home and Garden section of the Washington Post, whose tagline is, Democracy Dies in the Dark, by the way, entitled, Turn Your Yard from Swampy to Swanky with These Moisture-Loving Plants. After detailing all of the specific agricultural suggestions for moisture-loving plants, the article concludes with this paragraph. Wetlands lend themselves to primal-looking plants. After all, this is the terrain where we traded in our flippers for claws. If you're looking to cover large areas, you could plant ostrich fern or the cinnamon fern, which is less of a bully. Just know that if you plant the scouring rush or horsetail equestium, it is forever. It is long in root and in memory, a plant that remembers the dinosaurs. Clearly, Paul had planted ample amounts of ostrich and cinnamon fern, no doubt with plenty of scouring rush and quesitum, in what was some very swampy personal ground in this season of his life when he penned Philippians. Let this mind also be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who emptied himself and became a servant, and who, being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself. That's what he counsels these believers, recommending the ultimate moisture-loving, transforming from swamp to swank plant that we can plant and cultivate in the salvation garden of our lives. The mindset of Jesus himself, characterized chiefly by self-emptying humility. 
Paul's inner cultivation of that moisture-soaking humility is on full display in all of its glory as we see him nimbly navigating a swamp that for most of us would involve a whole lot of slogging and sloshing about. Insincere brothers, supposed comrades and partners, were preaching Jesus in such a way as to disparage Paul as they magnified themselves at his expense. Not only is Paul not phased, not only does he not offer a cutting riposte, he seems to actually absorb these brackish waters right up as he then blossoms yet more the rose of Christ. Well, if Jesus is getting more press, then sweet. To which we want to say, are you for real? To which we can answer, why, yes, he is. Right along with his rejoice in the Lord always, his peace that passes understanding, and his contentment, whatever the circumstance, he is very much for real. This is what being rooted in God looks like, rooted with primal roots that don't just go back to the dinosaurs, but that are nourished in the depths of divine design and purpose that are eternal. Welcome to the terra firma of Jesus. Yes, there is hope for our moshy. Yes, there is hope for our marshy, swampy relationships. Yes, there is a way through and beyond them. The final Genesis parallel of the week? Joseph. Abandoned in a pit of betrayal and despair, having innocently languished in prison for years, when he encounters his brothers again after all of those years, sees beyond the pain they caused to the divine purpose they unwittingly aided and abetted. Though, yes, he did emotionally torture them a bit at first, and perhaps enjoyed himself a bit too much doing it. But what could have been but what could have been yet another Greek tragedy becomes a Hebrew tale of 12 brothers weeping on each other's shoulders in renewed love and forgiveness. Yes, there is hope. We too can move from swampy to swanky. We just need to cultivate the right deeply rooting, moisture-absorbing plants in the salvation gardens of our lives. And on that note, rather than a second reading of the Philippians text, which is certainly warranted, let's conclude today with a reading from James 1, 19-21, where this whole metaphor of a salvation garden is found, terra firma indeed. Post this at all the intersections, dear friends. Lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. So throw out all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with a word, making a salvation garden of your life. So how do we go about draining the swamp of our waterlogged relationships? How do we join with God as master gardener, making a salvation garden of our lives? In what relationships are you being nudged to get to work? Where will you begin? Lord, landscape me with the Word, the Word who became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Move into this neighborhood, this home, this church, this school, this heart, this life. 
Save me from wallowing in the self-justified and relational mud. Move me from swamp to swank as you expand and deepen the salvation garden of this life. Rekindle hope where there currently is none. Reverse the momentum of death and separation in each shelved relationship and each that's dead or dying. Bring your resurrection, starting with this cold, all too often swamped and swampy heart. Through your spirit in, upon, and through us. Oh, may the God of vibrant green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit will brim over with hope. Amen.